Right, on episode 2 of the Commitment Issues podcast, me, Ben Reid, we're going to talk about fucking sport. <laughs> um, obviously, there's been a lot going on in the sporting world. You had Ben Askren get beat by uh, Jake Paul. Now, when I say beat, I don't understand how Ben Askren could have been any which way knocked out and then turned around the the referee and being like, Ah, yeah, mate, I can continue. No offence, I've been knocked out myself in rugby. Like, you could only imagine getting knocked out in a boxing fight. You're going to be 20 times worse. You can't really speak too much, you know. You're kind of probably going to be a wee bit, you know. You're going to be a wee bit fucked. And the fact that Ben Askren sort of turned around and was like, yeah, mate, no, I'm kind of okay here. Um, it's kind of, it's kind of bad. Now, suppose we'll dive straight deep into the good nitty-gritty of this. But, uh, yeah, Duke Paul versus a couple of, like, people. There's already people out there willing to fight him. I think Dustin Poirier is one of them. Uh, if this is misinformation, I'm really sorry. But, you know... We'll see what the crack and rock is. I definitely, I've said this on, on my Twitch live streams because I was actually asked about it yesterday, live on stream, uh, which we just hit affiliate on Twitch in a week after a week of grinding, super fucking hard. We hit affiliate, but yeah, um, a lot more to come on that there channel, uh, on the Twitch channel. I uh, pretty pretty happy about that there, but. If Jake Paul fights somebody who is not just only like a good wrestler or a good grappler or a good jiu-jitsu guy, um, you know, and an elite level striker, like if he fights Tyron Woodley, Tyron Woodley's going to kick his fucking. And like the reason why Tyron Woodley's going to beat the brakes off Jake Paul is because he's just seen his best mate get embarrassed. He's just seen his best mate be absolutely ripped off. He's probably going to have a mad chip on his shoulder, and he's, what, a couple of fights cup on a big losing streak in the UFC. I think since Usman, he's lost to Gilbert Burns. He's lost to Usman. He's lost to another person as well. Um, The name's eluding me right now, but, yeah. Tyron Woodley. Uh, Colby Covington as well. Lost to Colby. Um, yeah. He's on a three... Fight losing streak, I think. I think. Now, another person who would beat his fucking, and he's been sort of he's been teasing is Michael Bisping. Michael Bisping is not only a good grappler and a good wrestler. Right. I think it's well known that if Michael Bisping can knock out Luke Rockhold on two weeks' notice. If Ben Askren had a pulled out and Michael Bisping had a win in there, and Michael Bisping had a flatline Jake fucking Paul, we wouldn't have heard that. And you know what? Ben doesn't really stand up for the MMA community. And I'm not going to say, and that's not a slight on Ben Askren's point, and it's not a slight on Ben Askren as an athlete, but he's more of a wrestler. He's accelerated and decorated wrestler. He's a two-time NCAA champion. He's an Olympian. He spent most of his career... In MMA, undefeated because he was just levels. He was like Habib. He was like Habib. And then when he got into the AFC, he fought Robbie Lawler. That was a bit of a strange fight, you know. Um, 
But it also proved that uh, fucking Robbie Lawler is no punk. Robbie Lawler is no punk. And for Jake Paul to TKO Ben Askren and Robbie Lawler wasn't able to knock him out. Somebody who's actually a credible knockout artist and has many knockouts on his resume as an MMA fighter. That's just bullshit. And see Ben's entire legacy, like... Even if he had a beat Jake Paul, like, he didn't really want to win that fight anyway because he, he's happy being, you know, under the radar. He doesn't want to be Billy Big Dick. Like, he doesn't want to be this big, happy, like, go-lucky person who is, you know, in the limelight. Like, he th- that almost worked out perfectly for Ben Askren. But, like, I think that sort of stuck not too well with me was when the referee gave Ben Askren Oscar in the fucking eight count and like waved him off he was just sat there and the ref was like nah mate you you you, you can't you can't continue the referee and Ben Oscar were both smiling like Ben Oscar's happy boy like not only did he do what he set out to do of like not win that fight but also he's not dragged any t- media attention to him now the only thing he's probably going to drag the attention to is maybe like Dana White or the likes of your Conor McGregor's or your shite talkers like Corey Masvidal like or online just gambits like people who are going to turn around and be like haha you got your balls rolled by that kid from YouTube like that's all really that works out for but like I'm going to give you a few possible fights for Jake Paul possible fights now the obvious one is i want to see him fight another youtuber and the only youtuber that is undefeated is ksi right ksi started this thing now jake paul sort of just took it and you know he's running with it and you know what fair play to jake paul for like running with it and taking it uh but you know i don't uh like as it's sort of like KSI got like his main bit of cloud off it but like Jake Paul always has to keep on doing it like I think the entire fight week Jake Paul actually saying about how he had uh, small like borderline symptoms of like early onset CTE is a bit disgusting when like a lot of fighters have suffered from CTE a lot of professional MMA fighters now is, is that wrong for Jake Paul to come out and say that there and be like Ah, uh, you know, medically sort of went to my doctor and my doctor said, you've got early onset CTE. Now, does that not seem a bit alarming? Does that not seem slightly, slightly alarming that if you want to fight the next time, another time after this year? Because he wants to be active. He wants to be an active fighter. Right. He's just sort of shot himself in the foot there because it's going to be a lot harder, especially when you said you've early onset CTE. Like, Las Vegas isn't going to fuck with you. Probably California is the only place that'll fuck with you. Atlanta probably might fuck with you again. But, like, different commissions might not fuck with you. New York won't touch you. So if you ever wanted to do an MSG, um, he can't do that there. He can't do uh, Madison Square Garden. You know, we can't do anywhere in New York because New York is very protective fighter. Las Vegas is the exact same. Especially with the way Las Vegas Fight Commission 
and the commission in Las Vegas has been for the UFC not even allowing them to get fans back in the apex. Like, and the apex is small. Like you could only you could only probably fit about a thousand odd people in there. But you know, <sighs> he sort of shot himself in the foot. The only reason to say California is because obviously, going back a couple of years, about two maybe three years, uh, John Jones fought Alexander Gusterson. And obviously, the entire uh, picogram of uh, some sort of steroid in his system due to the pulsing effect as, uh, who was it, um, he was on the Joe Rogan podcast, I can't remember his name, Hedy Usada, that guy said, you know, it could be a pulsing effect, you know, if, if that was anybody else other than John Jones fighting in a title fight, come on. Let's be real. Let's be fucking honest here. Let's be fucking honest. If that was anybody other than a Conor McGregor, a GSP, a Habib, even at that time Tyron Woodley, a Daniel Cormier, a Mark, Max Holloway, or TJ Dillashaw, that goes under the, the carpet. But because TJ Dillashaw lost his fight with Henry Cejudo, you've seen, you've had it, obviously flagged him after and he 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 did he did he served his time but found found that a wee bit weird that up until you know that Henry Cejudo fight and after he lost to Cejudo he gets caught. Hmm. No, I'm not gonna say that I think there's a couple of people in the UFC that kind of might be on the of steroids, but Bisbing said it on the Joe Rogan podcast where it's like. It's a lot harder to not get caught by, or it's a lot harder to get, not get caught by Usada, than it is to get away with it. Now, do I agree with that statement? Yeah, because you you can't be ready, and you can't be in, ready to go into a training camp after not being too active. You know, going in the gym, doing a wee bit of heavy bag work. I I sort of can see where Bisbing's saying that, and then also I can see it from. The standpoint of, well, Michael Bisping fought somebody who was loaded to the gills on the Isle steroids in Vitor Belfort. And Vitor Belfort basically fucking made him blind. Now, to continue fighting on after that Vitor fight, where Vitor fucked up Bisping's eye. Like, detached his fucking retina. That's fucking crazy. Um... But we will dive into a couple of people who I think would be well suited for Jake Paul. We need to get back to that. Um, so KSI, obviously, because he's the king of this entire YouTube boxing and the entire YouTube boxing world. Um, who else? Mm, I don't want to see him fight Dylan Danis because... It's, it's not going to be the same way. It's going to end the exact same way. Jake Paul's going to win and everybody's going to be like, oh, Jake Paul's such a good fighter. And then he's going to... Then he's going to duck and die from actual, like, world-class uh, competition. Um, Somebody who would like to see him fight, Tommy Fury. I think Tommy Fury pieces him up. He's a legitimate boxer with a legitimate boxing record as well. Bear in mind, a legitimate boxing record... 
Dustin Poirier. I'd love to see him fight Dustin Poirier. I think Poirier fucking flatlines him. Poirier is a killer. Not only because he's got insanely good boxing skills. But fuck me, Poirier can stand and bang. And he has good defense. Obviously, the obvious one I'd love to see happen is a Tyrone Woodley. I think Tyrone fucking ends Jake Paul's boxing career. I think Jake Paul gets absolutely flatlined by fucking T-Wood. Um, who else? He's, he's nowhere near that McGregor-like level. I think if he gets in there, McGregor's just going to outpoint him. So I'm not even going to mention McGregor and Jake Paul as a potential fight. Obviously, bigger fucking... Stranger things have fucking happened, obviously. Like, we've had McGregor versus Floyd. But... Going off the way McGregor really is focused on this MMA shit. And I know I said MMA shit. The way he's focused on this MMA stuff. I think I think Connor doesn't need that distraction of Jake Paul being in his fucking ear. I'm not saying that is the reason as to why Connor lost that fight. I am not gonna say that is why McGregor lost that fight, but if he is fo- so <laughs> he was just too focused on that boxing. He was too focused on the boxing and Poirier just kicked his legs. And then when the leg kick landed and then he got fucking KO'd You know? Yeah, that's that, that's basically what happened there. Like, And that's not me taking away from Dustin Poirier, but like, if somebody's only been strictly focusing on boxing, you know, and just boxing striking, and you're not taking leg kicks, and you're not checking leg kicks, you get me? Like, it's, it's one of those other things that, like, you could sit there and you could fucking say, oh, sure, fucking... That's like if the Pope did Muay Thai. If the Pope did Muay Thai and then he's practiced his leg kicks and then he fucking fights me and he kicks my legs out and absolutely demolishes me and the Pope fucking rolls my balls. The Pope kills me in a fight. Just saying. Um, But like, that's not taken away from Dustin. Like, if you focus on something and I don't focus on something, like, obviously you're going to be a lot better. Ben Askren... All his life focused on wrestling. That was his main arsenal, his main attack in MMA. Is he'll take you down to the ground, grind you out, he'll grind a TKO out of you, or he'll grind a decision out. Now, another person I'd love to see fight Jake Paul is Michael Bisping. I think if Michael Bisping beats Jake Paul with one eye, that's just fucking badass. And fucking hell, Michael Bisping is a fucking bad motherfucker. He is an actual bad motherfucker. And do you know what? I think another person I'd love to see fight Jake Paul. Completely out there. GSP. I think GSP, if he's completely, and Habib's completely done with MMA, I think GSP versus fucking Jake Paul sells money. I think that, I think that sells a lot of pay-per-views. Um... Not only because Jake Paul can sell it as being the heel and GSP can sell it as being like the, you know, very humble guy who is very nice and, you know, you've seen the entire thing with GSP and Michael Bisping. It was Michael Bisping was this bad guy and GSP was the 
humble martial arts guy who's really good. And that's not taken away from Michael Bisping, but, like, Michael Bisping's shit talk on top of, like, is up there with McGregor's, Shale Sonnen's. Like, when Shale Sonnen turned around and said, uh, Anderson Silva, you fucking suck, or something. I think that was just the best part of Shale Sonnen's, like, in my career. Then, obviously, um, he went up to light heavyweight for John Jones. We all know how that went. Um, but... Let's get back into like the talking about fighting as well. Good weekend of fights. Uh, Frank Muir versus Cunningham. The entire Triller Boxing Fight Club event was just a complete and utter fucking freak show. We made a fucking mockery of boxing. The fact that uh, Fournier was fighting somebody called fucking Rykon. Never fucking heard of the fucking cunt in my life. Like, it, it just proves... That, like, boxing is so fucking shite. Like, it just proves that boxing is so fucking WWE-esque now. And I'm not even trying to take away from that there. Because, like, when's the next, like, great boxing fight gonna fucking be? Fury versus Joshua? Then after that there, who are we gonna get? Are we gonna get that uh, Triple G Canelo Alvarez trilogy fight? Fuck no, because... We all know Canelo Alvarez tested positive twice for steroids in both them fights. And uh, Triple G actually uh, beat uh, Canelo Alvarez in both his fights. But we're not going to talk about that there because, you know, boxing is very corrupt. Um, who else? Um, Logan Paul boxing. Floyd Mayweather's off the cards. That's been off the cards for quite some time. Who else? Ryan Garcia versus Tank Davison. I think Tank Davison paces uh, Ryan Garcia up. Yeah. Boxing's just a bit of a shit show. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Boxing is in a bit of a shit show. And you know what? That's why I sort of almost prefer MMA. Because you have so many different fucking organisations. That like people can fight in. But they have one set of fucking rules. Like, it doesn't matter. Um, Like, obviously, different uh, organizations will have, like, set wee things. So, like, I'm pretty certain uh, one, one championship or one FC has jiu-jitsu, kickboxing, Muay Thai. Like, it has, like, wee different uh, event, like, different um categories. But, like, obviously, it has, like, an MMA thing. And they do, like, knockout tournaments. I think that's sort of... What has one FC and Bellator going so well? You know, and they're. I'm not saying they're competing with the UFC because you're never gonna compete with like the caliber of athletes in the UFC because the UFC for quite some time was always like that's the best of the best. Like you've had your Anderson Silva's, your GSPs, your Michael Bisping's, your Dan Henderson's, your Daniel Cormier's, Steve Miocic, Francis Ngannou. Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier, Jose Aldo, TJ Dillashaw, Cody Garbrandt, Henry Cejudo, Cejudo, Habib, who else, uh, Dustin Poirier, then you've had your Chris Cyborgs, your Amanda Nunes, your Ronda Rousey, your Holly Holmes, your Valentina Shevchenko, your Wally Zhangs, your Rose Namajunas, you know, you've had so many great female fighters, Misha Tate as well, but um, I think the thing is, 
for female fighters, BSC's not up there. Like you have your Valentina Shevchenko, your Wei Zhang, and you have Amanda Nunes holding down things. Now you have that girl Pena, who's supposed to be fighting Amanda Nunes, who I think, I think, a bantamweight Pena does it. I think Amanda Nunes is a out night one four fiver, but I love to see Amanda Nunes do something real ballsy and go down and beat Shevchenko at one twenty five, but it's like would that be too much weight for Nunes to cut? Would it sort of damage her legacy? You know, would it be a smart thing for Shevchenko to go up again and fight Amanda Nunes? Now, obviously, obviously speaking. That would that 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 makes sense for Shevchenko to go for that double champ status, but like, to really set Amanda Nunes uh, apart from like all the females because she's a the female goat, but to like make sure, for a couple of decades, not even a couple of decades for like at least half a century, maybe even further because nobody has really, in the female MMA world, nobody's really done that there before. Um, would be to be that triple champ. It would really set her up from everybody else. You know, it, it might even make her like the goat of MMA in general to hit that triple champ status. Now, could I see it happening? Yes and no. But I suppose really, um, that's just is mad. Um, another couple of fights that were on at the weekend was. Robert Whittaker versus uh, Kelvin Gastelum. Now, now Rob's do- doing his bit. I think he's, I think he's proven that he, if, if he's motivated, if he's motivated, he could fuck up Adesanya. I think he let Adesanya get too much into his head. Personally speaking, that's what I think happened there. Um, I mean, I'd love to see him run it back against Till. I really would. Till needs a fight, but I think he's gonna fight uh, that Marvin Vittori guy again, uh, or as Darren Till likes to call him, the guy from the fucking Goonies. <laughs> Which, when Darren Till put that meme out, I fucking thought that was. Oh, I I sat there and I I laughed about it for at least a good half minute. Um, I think. Um, Another guy sort of needs another fight is Derek Lewis. I think he's doing well as a heavyweight. You know, do I want to? See, who would I want to see Derek Lewis fight? See, that's that's a hard one. That's a hard one, right? Because I've seen him fight Volkov, and he he knocked Volkov out. And if you haven't watched that um, actual fight. And the post-fight uh, interview. Pause this podcast right here. And go watch it. My balls is hot. Like when Derek Lewis gets interviewed by Joe Rogan. That entire interview is single-handedly better than the Conor McGregor fucking uh, thing. Where he's like, the double champ would like to take this time to apologise to absolutely fucking no one. The double champ does what he does. Um, better than that. Better than Kamar Usman after he beat, Ma- uh, I think it was either Masvidal or Colby Covington. He's like, I told you, don't talk shit in my name, I told you I'm good enough. Um, who else, really? Who else? 
Who else? Who else really did good? Who who did really good? Interview wise, Shale Shannon, Shale Sonnen, or Shale Sonnen. Um. When he said the thing about Anderson Silva, you suck, and if uh, if you beat me, I'll never fight in the UFC again. Um, I think that was uh, I know fighting the middleweight division ever again. So he went straight up to two hundred five, and then he got shipped over to Bellator. Then after that, there, um, right back into that Triller Fight Club thing as well. One fight that really didn't sit right with me was that Frank Mir fight. Frank Mir weighed in overweight. Bear in mind it's two sixty five cutoff point. Otherwise, it turns into a super heavyweight fight. Just saying. He had 70 pounds on him, and Cunningham just paced him up. Just did him. Did him fucking. Just ground out that decision. Now, Frank Mir. Frank Mir is a big guy, but fuck me. Fucking hell. It's really bad when MMA legends, like actual MMA legends, like people that I actually look up to, or looked up to, like the guy fucking beat Brock Lesnar, gets into a boxing ring, and everything I've ever seen him do in combat sports, from the heel hook on Brock Lesnar, to beating Brock Lesnar, to now, just for that, to really just happen. It's sad. It's fucking sad. But you have to remember this. Frank Mir probably needs to make money. Because when Frank Mir was fighting Brock Lesnar, Frank Mir wasn't taking home the big checks. When he was fighting in Bellator, he wasn't taking home the big checks. And I suppose when people aren't on that Conor McGregor money. Like you're even seeing it with John Jones now it is. Now you're seeing John Jones throwing the toys out of his pram, saying, I'm not going to fucking fight Nangano until I get that 50 million, or a big number, a big, big number. Now, do I think John Jones is worth that fucking like 50 million dollar fight with Nangano? I think for Nangano's legacy, it's worth that 50 million paycheck. Or it's worth, it's worth a big number. It's worth a big number. For John Jones? Does it do much for John Jones? Ah, I mean, it, pr- it, it puts him up there, like DC, and puts him up there, he puts it, it, it puts him up there on a big pedestal, I think. I think John Jones needs to fight at heavyweight first to actually find his feet. I think he needs to fight a Volkov, or he needs to fight a Derek Lewis, or he needs to fight somebody. Because he hasn't fought in like a year and a bit. Um, since he relinquished the title, and then Jan Blachowicz is fighting, I think, if I'm right in saying, it's Ozdemir? I think it's Ozdemir. I'm sure who he's fighting next. No, it's Glo- Glover Teixeira. It's Glover Teixeira. McGregor and Poirier 3 has been announced for July 10th, and there's been more riots in Belfast because an Irishman is fighting so close to the 12th. Uh, they're they're thinking you know it should be a big boy from uh, the the thing I'm the things I'm sort of hearing from Belfast at the minute is uh, what the Protestants are saying is uh, 
It should be a big boy Darren Till, the one from like Liverpool or something, or a party the body. He should be fighting, not that close to the twelfth, the twelfth of July, like genuinely. I think I think that's gonna cause more of a fucking riot because there's gonna be people in the fucking falls, you know, out there with their fucking tricolours and all the Protestants are gonna be going around being like, ah, oh, fucking can't steal that door because there's about nine hundred of them, cannot for be stealing that, like it's it's gonna annoy them in such a way. That, like, they won't have tricolours to burn on, like, their wee bonfires and stuff on, like, the 11th night. But also very funny as well that, uh, I'm bringing this here up, that, uh, <laughs> there's been more fucking rioting in Belfast. Oh, and it's actually, it's, it's one of those other things that is... <laughs> It's it's fucking, it it's it's just stupid. Like it's just unnecessarily fucking violent. Like, not only are the police not being able to actually do their jobs and actually like arrest actual criminals, they're actually being endangered. Like, I think they don't really realize that when they're chucking petrol bombs and stones at their police, the police officers like. I don't think it's actually quite set in that they're actually chucking stones and petrol bombs at uh, other Protestants, potentially. I, 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 and that's just one thing that's never really sat with me, too. And it's something I've never really fucking understood. Is it, like, the fucking, the, they're fucking chucking stones and petrol bombs at other potential Protestants? Like, and I think this is something the police need to fucking do. Is, like, have, like, a certain colour be, like, for, like, the rioters to distinguish it. So, like, you could have wee Seamus from the falls chucking stones and be like, Oh, Jesus, I just hit fucking... I just fucking hit Jared there with a fucking brick. You know, or you have Bobby or Big Billy from uh, the Shankle fucking chucking stones and petrol bombs and being like, Oh, for fuck's sake, just fucking chuck the stone around fucking Trevor there. Fuck's sake. My uncle knows his uncle because they were, uh, you know... Commanders and stuff and some groups, um. But yeah, kind of funny. I think the police really should should implement that there because like, I don't think anybody really comprehends that. Like that, there's that if you're gonna cause a bit of tension and you're gonna riot and shit, you could potentially be maiming and injuring people from your own community. Therefore, like, driving a bigger divide between, like, not only the police and that community, but, like, also separating and segregating your own community. You get me? But, uh, let's not talk, because that there's just a complete another topic that I don't really want to get fucking into right now. Because that entire thing, well, both sides of it fucking kind of annoyed me. You know, the breaking of the COVID guidelines shit. People can't go and get mental health help, you know. We could sit here and we could debate that, but let's run some inter fucking ludes. Not inter nudes, interludes. Um, and we'll get into the second half of the podcast with me, your host, Ben fucking Reed. Alright, see you in a minute, just fucking bunch of sexy cunts. Welcome back to part two now. In part two we're going to talk about soccer and rugby. You know. Bit of Gaelic games as well maybe. We'll dabble that in there too. But like. The first thing is. I want to get off the fucking 
bench is a uh, fucking hell. <laughs> this Super League, like all I'm saying is that Super League. If you don't have Jota, United Shamrock Rovers, and fucking Sligo Rovers in there, like you're missing out. Like fucking Elon Musk would need to fucking invent bulletproof buses. Like, could you imagine this here? Like, you're watching, like, you're you're in your uni gaff and, like, the news comes on. You know, you're waiting to hear the soccer results. Or, like, you're watching Sky Sports or something with your mum and dad. And it's just, like, some, like, the English reporter comes on and is like, This just in, Kylian Mbappe has been rushed to hospital with fatal stab wounds after winning the game in the last minute with a late-minute winner. He hit the shot from 30 yards out. The goalkeeper could not catch it. But, this just in, Jota United goalkeeper has just been caught for paedophilia. This just in, Sligo Rovers 9, PSG nil. This just in, Linfield, Glentorn and Cliftonville set to play in the Super League. TSG Hotel has been put under security alert because Cliftonville fans heard they playing red, white and blue. <laughs> this just in. Barcelona have not been allowed to fly to Northern Ireland. Because they play Linfield and the UVF and UDA have threatened to blow them up because they have Catholics in their team. This just in, Lionel Messi changes his religion from Catholic to Protestant. Amid fears of being shot in Belfast amid the Super League final with Linfield. Like, oh my god, like you couldn't fucking write that shit. Like, you couldn't actually script it. Like, it'd be so much funnier. Like, do you know what's funny, though? The fact that they're allowing Arsenal to compete in that. It's like, Arsenal's getting, like, a runner-up medal. Not only in the Premier League. FA Cup. Carabao Cup. Champions League and Europa League. (laughs) They're getting shafted in the Super League. Like, who the fuck wants to see fucking Aubameyang playing against Messi? Or Ter Stegen? <laughs> like, like, who actually wants to watch that? Who genuinely wants to sit there and watch it? Now, it also is very confusing as the, like, the teams that are in there. It, like, it's very Mickey Mouse. Like, you have no teams from Holland. And I think Ajax, who have a pretty, pretty good... Uh, you system, you know, I think they'd be fucking pretty good. Bayern Munich's not in there. Borussia Dortmund's not in there. Um, I think Napoli should be in there instead of AC Milan. But, like, it is what it is. Um, Juventus are in there. Um, Barca's in there. Real Madrid's in there. Atletico's in there. But Spurs and fucking Arsenal being in there. That's probably their only chance of ever winning silverware in, like, the next couple of decades. Like, Spurs are fucking dreadful. Like, the la- like last weekend, being up, having all the pressure and losing to United. Like, you know, 3-1. You know, actually, that's that's the thing. Um, United have played well when they came from behind. That's the thing. 
they've played well. Cabani, I think he might if he doesn't go back to South America. I think he's probably gonna um probably probably gonna sign another one year deal with United. Um now three things I wanna get out of the road is transfers. Now Mbappe was looking to leave in the summer but Pochettino was trying to convince him to stay. Now obviously they bought him for a hundred and however much money they bought him for. So like trying to convince him to stay and sign another contract. You know, could you see him in Liverpool? No, you couldn't because could they afford his wages? Probably not. No, not not at this time. But like, it's like anything really. I think Real Madrid can't pay his wages. Like, they're losing Sergio Ramos in the summer. They're also losing Varane as well. If I'm not mistaken. Barcelona, you know, they have their woes as well. Like, they couldn't keep Suarez. Um, they're looking to bring in somebody as well. I think PSG, if they lose either Neymar or Mbappe, they're sort of... They're sort of fucked, like... But then you look at, like, their back... Their back... Their back line, like, Marquinhos. Uh, who else? Um, Kempembe. Their goalkeeper, um... Keylor Navas is a fucking beast. He's a absolute baller of a unit of a man. But then you have fucking Accardi who can do a job. You have Verratti there. You have Idrissa Ganagay. Um, you have Herrera. You have Dia Maria. You know... And another thing with the Super League is you don't see Bayern in there. Like, Lewandowski would fucking like that thing on fire. Like, could you just imagine that there? Fucking Robert Lewandowski has been shot dead in Drogheda for winning the game with the header. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, the things in which this Super League is missing. Like, could you imagine, like, fucking a Super League game where it's like, and in this week's edition of the Super League, it's Rangers versus Celtic. The game has been moved from Ibrox and Celtic Park to the local grass pitch. Like you know, this like it's it's fucking it's stupid as idiotic and. Your man, Florenzi Perez, I think he's a bit of a fucking gobshite, to be fair, not to lie. Not going to lie. Baby, don't hurt me. No more. Um, But I think it's fucking hilarious the way in which uh, everybody sat there thinking, you know, uh, Champions League's not officially dead. Uh, I think Champions League's going to be more evenly contestable. Because if you don't have the big cash Cowboys in there, the likes of your Man City, the likes of your PSGs, you know, it gives, like, I'm not saying Bayern Munich don't have cash, I'm not saying Borussia Dortmund ha- don't have cash, but it gives your teams like Spurs a fair chance, it gives your teams like Liverpool a fair chance, it gives your Napoli's, it gives your Roma's, it gives so many different teams, and it does make sense, in a way, that uh, if the Super League does go ahead, um, 
if it does go ahead, it does make sense. And for the progression of football, it makes perfect sense. But Champions League is sort of if you have the best players. It's it's like any league though. If you have the best players and they're playing well, you're good. Now I, a thing I would like to get into is Man City. Right, obviously they're losing a Guerrero, so that's obviously the end of the era. And speaking of which, a uh, Guerrero actually has a little cheeky SPC out right now. Um, I think it, I think his stats are fucking insane for it as well. But uh, the fact that they've actually called that Champions League semi-final the El Clasico instead of the El Clasico, which is pretty, pretty funny wordplay, pretty good wordplay if I don't say so myself. But um, yeah, I think, I think, I think you know it's gonna be a fairly contested game right and I'm not gonna lie who do I see winning it I see PSG winning it in aggregate now do I see City doing a job obviously like Okoro's on fire like Mendy's playing sick fucking Ederson's stopping everything obviously at the weekend well the last two weekends there's been a bit of a blip but you know we're still 8 points clear at the top and hopefully we don't choke it Hopefully, hopefully we don't choke it. And hopefully we win the fucking league because, you know, it's nice to see United back in that title contention spot. It's fucking really nice. But, like, I guess it's odd into that suspense of, like, the Premier League. It's like, oh, United might be back. It's like, United are back in a way in which if City slip up in their next game. That's a five-point gap. But then you need to look at who United have to play as well. And I don't know who United have to play at the minute. I haven't really briefed myself too well pre-podcast. But, you know, could United potentially go on and win the league? I mean, they have the side. Cavani's coming to form. With Martial being out... I think they could have been in a lot better position if if they give Cavani more game time, just saying. Lindelof has been doing bits. But I think they need to I think United need to sign a new centre back. I don't know, I was actually watching something today, uh transfer talk, uh with Zach Jeleb. Uh shout out to that other thing on Snapchat. You know, I, I, I temporarily watch it, you know. But uh I think if they say the sign Milinkovic for in around like thirty six million, that's not bad because Lindelof's been all right and you need somebody to strengthen that up with Harry Maguire, but like, it, uh, I don't know. I think, I think they need to get, they definitely need an out and out CDM. Market is good, but they need. They need an experienced CDM. I think McAtominay, Pogba, as a calm, and Fred, playing four in, four in the middle, playing a four diamond with a CDM of like, even like a Sissoko, would would strengthen that team. 
Like, as Makatomini Mark, could drop back and then they could go a 2, a 2-2, two, 4, and then play their 3 at the top. With Rashford on the left, either Cavani, if he signs another deal with them, a Martial or Martial and striker. Or if they get a Cardi, because £40 million for a Cardi is not bad, but I think City might slip in ahead of them. And obviously Greenwood, because Greenwood's doing bits, but you know, I think that's where they're lacking that wee bit of like experience, per se. And I think that's when they had the likes of the Rooney's and the Van Persie's in around that United squad. They were doing bits, you know. Obviously, now, is it out there that they get Sancho in the summer, maybe? Uh, they could potentially get, uh, they could potentially get uh, Sancho, especially if uh, Borussia Dortmund don't get uh, things, uh, Champions League football. You could even move Martial from striker to, like, right wing, now... Do I think they could get Haaland as well? 100 million? Mm, yeah, that is something I could see Man United putting their fucking finger to. City? Not so much. I think City over the last couple of years have been paying their, their 60s, their 70s for several players instead of paying like 100 million up front for uh, a player. I think they'll probably wait until his release clause. Um Yeah, I think I think that's what they they'll do. I think they'll actually wait for his release clause. Um That's what I would do if If I was in charge if I was in charge of oh man city's money No Um Let's get into the rugby talks. So, three weeks until the Lions squad gets picked. Three weeks. Who do I think deserves to go? Well, I'll tell you who I don't think deserves to go. And this is just purely, I, I, will, I will go Arden squad first. Well, I know um, none of our hookers will go. I think Tag Furlong will go. Tag Burns deserves to go from Ireland. Conor Murray's been pissed per. I don't care. I'll, I'm saying that. But he'll go for experience. Saxon's been... He's been all right. James Ryan... CJ go is like one big last hoorah, which that entire CJ standard thing, um, fully understand as the why he's retiring. Like I and I can fully respect the man for it. Um, who else? Who else from Ireland? I think that's really it. Yeah, that uh, that that's probably who who all would pick. Maybe Porter. Maybe maybe Andrew Porter, just. If you're not taking a Kyle Sinclair. Now we'll move on to England. Jamie George is my reserve hooker. 
Mario Toja, Slade, Farrell, Watson, Amir, with the potential of Ben Youngs being in there. Because Ben Youngs is a very, very talented player. Ben Youngs is a player who I really grew up liking. Um, now, we'll move on to Scotland. Hamish Watson. Dwayne Van der Merwe. Hogg. Finn Russell. And there's another Scottish player who would take. Because I got who tag burn, tag for long. Murray, Saxton. And Andrew Porter. Yeah. And CJ Stander um, for Ireland. Slade, Jimmy George. Uh, Farrell. Anthony Watson, Johnny May, Elliot Daly, maybe George Ford, and Mario Toja, and oh, what you call that? Fucking Tom Curry, Tom Curry, yeah. So that's what? That's fifteen. Still have what? Another fifteen to go. So it has to be eight Welsh. Southern Scottish show Johnny Hamish Watson, uh Finn Russell, Stuart Hogg, Dwayne Van der Merva. Yeah, I take him. I do uh, I I read Dwayne Van der Merva, Johnny Gray. Um that prop Scottish prop I can't remember his name. Oh you got the red card. I'll actually take Sam Underhill and Tom Curry as well for England. So, there I've I've cut myself down to like a few a few more, a few less players for Wales, but I know who I'm taking Wales wise. Um, yeah, that's who I take Scotland wise. Um, Wales wise, I'd take Reece Amit. He's just been on fire. Alwyn Jones, Wynn Jones, Ken Owens. Tipperick, uh, Falatai, Johnny, Jonathan Davis, George North, who else there's, Dan Beggar, Dan Beggar, yep, that's who I would take Wales wise, now the reason why I'd only take them players from Wales is because, well, oh, and, Reese Webb. Yeah, I'd take Reese Webb as well. Just as like a backup scrum half, you know. Now, the reason why I take them players from like their selective countries is because they've all been playing well. Now, the reason why I said about uh, Conor Murray being a mm-hmm, only fringe player, I just, I don't know about Murray. Don't, 
it's not that I don't rate him highly enough anymore, but like, I just, I, I don't think he's as good as what people that on he is. Same with Sexton. Same with fucking Sexton. Um, I think we need another hooker. So I'll probably take Rob Herring or the Scottish hooker. Maybe um, the England hooker who comes off the bench. Um, oh, what's his name? His name's eluding me right now, but... Look, Karen Dickey. I'll remember this. Now, would I like to see the Lions integrate something like bringing a couple of Italian players and maybe one or two fucking French players? If, if they're allowed to bring French players, they bring DuPont into Mac. Teddy. Teddy something. Teddy Brown, I think. No, he's an NFL player. Um, yeah, Entomac, DuPont. Um, who else? I bring that we fucking Ital- Italian ten. He's a fucking baller right now. I actually can't remember his name. It's annoying me that I can't remember his name. Usually, when I'm doing my podcast, I have the laptop beside me so I can drag it up. So I currently run a two laptop system where like one's for recording one, then the other one, I look it up. Um, yeah, um, that's who I'd bring. Not necessarily who would I start. It's hard to say who would start. Um, there's endless possibilities there with that squad. Obviously, Jimmy George is not getting anywhere near the start. Win Jones and Tag Furlong was my two props. Right. Ken Owens as my hooker. Atosha, Jack Ryan in second rows. Tag Burn. Tipperick Falatoy on my my back my my back row um, Nine either Reese Webb Connor Murray or Ben Youngs probably go with Murray with Ben Youngs on the bench as my finisher uh, now ten the experience of Saxton and push Farrell to 12. Yeah, I'd definitely do that. I would definitely, definitely do that. I would def- I would definitely go Sexton, Farrell, Slade, Watson, Johnny May, and... Hog fifteen, obviously bench of that's what I didn't take enough of, props, right? So Jimmy George, Kyle Sinclair, 
Marco van der Poole. Tagburn. And who else? Ah, uh, fucking. Tagburn. Curry. Either reached by Ever Ben Youngs on the bench. George Four. And number 23 would be Reece Samet. Reece Samet. Now, do I think there's other people that if they play well in, like, these here Cups and, like, the 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 Rainbow Cup, which is coming up for, like, all the South African teams is, like, a warm-up for the Pro 14? Yeah, I could definitely, definitely, definitely see that there. I could definitely see a few people uh, shining. Definitely think Jordan Larmer could shine, but he hasn't done enough to impress. I definitely think... Um, definitely think there's a lot of people in there who will not necessarily um be well I, I doubt they'll be on the fringes there'll be people that'll be on fringes but I don't know Um, if it was one Gatlin the depends I wouldn't take certain people but I think the thing that's sort of annoyed me with world rugby this year is that Fucking South Africa, it's disgusting that like they haven't played a game in nearly two years, and then they get to keep their number one ranking spot. Whereas the All Blacks, Australia, England, Ireland, France, Scotland, Wales, Italy, all in their teams were all playing games, and South Africa was like, yeah, no, nah, we're just not gonna do that. There, like, I kind of annoyed me a wee bit, but um. We're not gonna like. I'm not gonna let that their shit, sort of, funnel into as to why, and get I get angry on the podcast. Like, it obviously it is it is highly annoying, but uh, you know, it is what it is. It's like one of those are things. Almost you can't change it to the point of like, if you did want to change it, um, you can't um. But it is what it is. Um, what else? What else is there? What else is there to really talk about sport wise? Um, obviously Gaelic wise. I'm gonna to touch on this because obviously, being from Ireland and Northern Ireland specifically, um, Dublin GAA is just really running away with the entire thing. Uh, they get massively funded. Um, and it's pretty, pretty crazy that... Uh, that uh, they get massively fucking funded. But, you know, that just really... I suppose that's on the GAA. That's on them for being sort of... Uh, how could one say it? Um money grabbing per se per se grabbing cash and not allowing it to progress into being a professional sport now do I believe they should get treated like professional athletes yes 110% I really do agree with them being treated like professional athletes but you know what I'm not going to sit there I'm not going to slander them and slate them too much um, because obviously if it cur- turns into a professional sport, then it has to have leagues and the likes of like England and stuff. And I get it from like a historic point. 
you don't want to have like team you don't want to have England robbing a sport that like the British government almost like said it was illegal to play back in the 1800s like hurling matches used to be illegal Gaelic matches were illegal uh, well, we're not going to forget about uh, the atrocities that happened like um, Bloody Sunday and stuff like that there um, we, we, we definitely can't forget about them there but do I think it's a smart thing money wise for the GEA not to like go and uh, for like of a better term and word um, not uh, not not turning professional yeah uh, I fully get it I fully get it but um, you know what it's one of those other things that like it, it's always always going to come down to them yeah I think I think that's all the sport we can talk about really yeah that is all the sport um, obviously, you have the Lancer Monster Pro 14 final coming up soon. You have the Rainbow Cup starting. You have the end of the Premier League. You have a big summer of fights ahead of us. So, I suppose, in the last part of the podcast, the last 15 minutes, well, you will do a little cheeky set of predictions for sport in the summer and finals and who I think is going to win this and who I think is going to win that. So stick around for the final part of the podcast, episode two, out today on a Monday instead of a Friday and instead of a Sunday. And I will get into that in the next portion of the podcast after a little interlude a little bit of a break you know i'll see you in a second right hi it's time for my predictions of fights so obviously coming up next we have Weili Zhang versus Rose Namunas I'd love to see Rose Namunez win that fight. Kamaru Usman versus, uh, you know, Masvidal. I think either it goes the same way or Masvidal wins. No, I'd love to see Masvidal win, obviously. But we're not going to talk about that. Hmm. Actually... Yeah, no, I'd love to see Masvidal win. But, uh, what else? Premier League, either see it being a five-point or a derby, like a last-day a last day win for City. Like a last-ditch attempt. Just with, like, their form right now, there's a wee bit of a dip. See PSG winning the Champions League. I don't see the Super Cup going ahead because UEFA's going to, like, block that. Then, fast-forward into some fights that I'd love to see. Love to see Tommy Fury on that uh, Joshua Fury fight. Even uh, fucking John Fury. Like, I'd love to see him on the fight too. I'd love to see him in the fight card. Like, all the Furies, like, all the generations. 
So obviously you have John Fury, then Tyson, then Tommy, obviously, because he's the future, like, everything. Um, yeah. McGregor versus Poria, I think McGregor gets it done, but I think the UFC... Uh, they haven't really stripped Habib yet. Have, yeah, they've not came out and said he's vacated. Um, or have they? As a recording of this podcast, I'm not going to be able to say and justify if they've uh, said it yet. Um, but yeah. Um, what else is there really to cover? Uh, Jake Paul, obviously I've said who I'd love for him to fight, but this just came to my fucking attention. Like, just imagine this here. Now, if you're from Northern Ireland, you'll know who this is, Willie Fraser. Like, that's all I have to say. It's like, he's a big Protestant. I love to fucking see Jake Paul and him fight. Just hear him being like, Michael, like, Michael Buffer being like, And in the red corner, representing Northern Ireland and Ulster and the TUV and every other Protestant organisation. Willie, no surrender, Fraser. Like, I think that'd be fucking class. I think that'd be class. Or like fucking Joe Rogan. Actually, you know what? Fucking get Joe Rogan on to that fight card. Fucking get Joe Rogan to knock Jake Paul's fucking. That'd be fucking class. <laughs> that'd be fucking hilarious. That'd actually be fucking hilarious. That'd be actual fucking hilarious. Mm. That'd be fucking class. Um, no, obviously it was a sad time in the UK at the minute, um, with Prince Philip and stuff, um, very sad, um, yeah, condolences go out to, like, the entire royal family and all that there, I have to say that there, because, suppose, like, yeah, that's all I can really say on that there, condolences out there, um, what else is there to say, really, um, Obviously, I think the Lions beat South Africa because South Africa haven't played. It doesn't matter how their team, like how domestically they played, like if they played for their domestic clubs. But I think the Lions fucking take that there easy, easy dubs. Um, what else is there? Um, what else is there? Um, hmm. Fucking Joe Rogan versus Jake Paul. Like, Joe Rogan goes super Zion, like, on DMT. So he just takes DMT and fucking fights Jake Paul. That is the name of this episode. Episode 2 is not going to be sport. It's going to be fucking super Zion, Joe Rogan versus Jake Paul. 2021. I mean, like, it's not as if anything else, anything bad can really happen. Like, if I say that there... Like, it it is clickbaity as fuck, but, like, oh, who cares? Fucking, you know, <laughs> who really cares? To be fair, you know, it'd be fucking hilarious. I think, I think if fucking Joe Rogan fought fucking anybody, it'd be fucking gas. I think it'd, it'd be gas if he fought fucking Jake Paul. I think it'd be fucking hilarious. Personally speaking, I think it'd be fucking gas. Super Zion Joe Rogan kicks the fuck out of Jake Paul. 
Live on Thriller Fight Club. Like, could you imagine that there? Like, fucking Dana White would be there. And he'd be like, right, Rogan. He'd be like, for God's sake, Joe Rogan. If you lose this fight, I'm cutting your UFC contract. You're, you're no longer going to work for me. You're going to have to go to Bellator and work with Josh Thompson and Big John McCarthy. Like, would, yeah, Dana White would literally do that. I think. I think that that, that, that would genuinely fucking happen. But, uh, basically... You could just, like, you could actually just near fucking, it'd be near perfect, and you can nearly perfectly imagine how that fight actually goes down as well. Like, Joe Rogan is gonna kick the fuck out of Jake Paul. If that fight ever did fucking manifest itself. But fucking hell. What a fucking great podcast, guys. Obviously, you know where to get me if you want to get involved with the podcast. We made affiliate in Twitch in a week of me grinding. That's also why the podcast is not being released to today, Monday. So, guess what? This week you're getting two podcasts. Now, if you would like to ever support the podcast, maybe. Um, I suppose, really, just get in contact with me and we can talk. We can talk business. Um... Yeah. Get me at TTV Benny Reed fourteen and at that underscore Ben Reed underscore guy fourteen. And that has been the fucking podcast. That has been the commitment issues podcast. Hope you all fucking cunts enjoyed it. Cause I personally I enjoyed making it. I enjoyed this episode. This episode was fucking hilarious to make. It was the best crack to make. Hope you enjoyed it. See you later in the week. You bunch of absolute vajazzles. I'm gonna leave you with this here. Super Giant Joe Rogan kicks the shit out of Willie Fraser live on Thriller Freight Club. Donald Trump Versus Jake Paul, live on Thriller Fight Club. My nanny versus Jake Paul with a slipper, live on Thriller Fight Club.